if you're adjusting your content, adjusting your message, building authority, trust, and credibility right now in your ads, in your videos, on your homepage of your website, we're finding that is increasing conversion. So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real estate rock stars, rock stars today, I get to introduce you to a good friend of mine, the guy that founded Carrot. I know a lot of you guys are probably, you know, Carrot members or have heard of this before. You know, Trevor Mock, you know, his, he's got, I'm going to let him tell the story of the website. But the funny thing is Trevor and I go way back. We grew up in the same town. He used to sit next to my wife in school and the, and it's just been so much fun that we're in this same space. But one of the reasons I really wanted to get Trevor on here for you guys is he has been looking at so much real estate data since this COVID thing happened. And he can tell you a lot of stuff behind the scenes about what people could be expecting with people interested in selling their houses, things like that. And then also just you know the activity that he has done since COVID. I mean, I have seen you totally turn it up, Trevor, and just put out so much content every day. So we're going to talk about that today. But, but how's it going? Tell everybody where you're at and, and what are you doing? Dude, Aaron, I appreciate it, man. And, and, and first of all, too, I never, never take it for granted uh, to be able to hop on with somebody, you know, and just really be able to chat and connect with the audience. And, and dude, I, I just appreciate you. So thank you, thank you for the invite. But uh, yeah, where, where we are, so give, give con- context. You know, I live in Southern Oregon. Uh, we grew up in Southern Oregon in a different town. I live in a town called Roseburg now, uh, a few hours south of Portland. But yeah, dude, it, it's definitely interesting. So my office is downtown. We've got a big 8,000 square foot entrepreneur co-work space that I own. And I'm the only one in it right now. I'm like the only one in the building. So I'm still quarantining because there's no one else here. But it's odd. It's a time I think we're all going to remember for years. Uh, but also it's, it's a time where, like you talked and kind of alluded to it, and we'll get into it. It's a time where if you take certain actions right now, you can actually really get ahead, not just business-wise, but you can really help people in a big way too. So we'll talk about some of the data we've got, some of the things that we're doing, some things that you guys can do too to, to really get ahead and build authority through this time. Yeah. I mean, so much of the stuff that we talked about even offline before we came on is during this time too, it's like encouraging people to you know, look at some of those habits that we were doing and we can decide now like, some of the things, as soon as they let us go outside again, we're like, we cannot wait to go do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. There's going to be plenty of other business habits that we used to do that maybe we're realizing, wow, that, was, that actually wasn't productive or that was a waste of time. And so getting yep. to you know, come out of this with a new plan and a new everything. So I mean, most of our listeners have heard of Carrot, but for the ones that haven't, tell us what Carrot is and how, how, it, how, it became, how it came to be. Cool. Awesome, man. So, so Carrot, uh, it's Carrot.com, y'all. Man, we're in our sixth year now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, for and I, don't, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but previous to Carrot, I was like every two to three years, I had decided to create a new business because I was kind of, um, I was on a two to three year cycle. I would get tired of the business. I didn't know how to grow it further. Um, and also the way that I was doing my marketing was just wearing me down. It, it was all this boom and bust marketing. It's something I call hamster wheel marketing where you get on the marketing machine, whether it's like cold calling or doing direct mail or, you know, having to do a bunch of promos or whatever it is, you get on the machine and it's amazing because it gives you immediate results. But then after a while, 
you've got to get off the darn hamster wheel because you're, you're either tired or you've got to go fulfill the clients over here. And then what happens is the hamster wheel starts to slowly, you know, come to a stop. And, and then you've got to get back on the wheel, do that marketing again. And then it's this perpetual cycle and it burnt me out. And so kind of leading into, let's say 2014, which is when Carrot started, uh, I, I had some other businesses in the past. I'd really learned how to, how do you attract really, really high quality prospects online? Like the best ones, the ones who are the most motivated. They are the highest margin clients. They convert the fastest and the quickest and the easiest. Uh, how do you get in front of those people? And what I had found was it, was it was always this one method that worked the best for me that was not hamster wheel, that didn't wear me out, that actually built momentum over time. It actually got easier over time and more effective over time. And it was evergreen. Like I would do a marketing piece today and it'd still be working two, three, four years in advance. And it was always content. Like it was always content. Was, I'd always pull back and go, man, uh, the stuff that worked the best for me long-term was the least stress out of the most predictability and consistency and built momentum was I would, I would find out what my prospects are, are searching for online. I'd find out what problems they have or opportunities they're looking for. I'd create a good piece of content. I'd put it on a website that works well to get ranked in Google. And then I'd start to get people landing on it, like my ideal clients. Then I figured out how do you make them convert into a lead? And that all kind of became carrot in 2014. And so today, uh, we have just shy of 7,000 active real estate agents, active real estate investors uh, that we work with all across the country, um, generate just shy of 100,000 leads a month. Uh, organic leads is most of them. And I'll show you guys some of the cool data in here in a second. Um, and if you were to search sell my house fast or any, any phrase like that in any city in the country, you're probably going to find somewhere between three and eight carrot sites controlling page one in Google and pretty much every market in the country. So if you're looking for motivated house sellers and, you're, and the best ones online, uh, we kind of control that right now for the real estate agent and investor space. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of finish it with this man, toss it back your way is, is while, while that's what we do, um, man, the thing that I'm the most passionate about, which, which we talked about a little bit before we hopped on here. The thing I'm the most passionate about is honestly, how do you build a business that gives you freedom? How do you build a business that gives you flexibility? How do you build a business that grows your finances, but really helps you make an impact? And so that, that's the part that I'm the most pumped about with uh, what we are able to do here at Carrot, for sure. Yeah, you, you even have like a little video series you recorded, right? Like that's that you're pushing out. What it's about like the different businesses that are in kind of that workspace that you created, right? Is that just, is that available on Facebook, YouTube? Dude, yeah, uh, small town hustle. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it would have been a year and a half ago. One of my buddies is an amazing videographer. He kind of followed three of us around, three three of us who have seven figure companies, um, just on our journeys. They're all separate but connected, like I say in the thing. And yeah, you guys can find it. It's a mini documentary series, eight episodes. We're getting tons and tons of cool, cool comments on it. But just find it on my website, trevormock.com, M-A-U-C-H. Yeah. That's, well, I just th thought about that when you said your passion is like growing businesses that we can get around. And, mm -hmm. and, it, it, and your point about the hamster wheel versus content. I mean, if we're just going to break that up a little bit, the idea again is what you said. So hamster wheel is like, you know, sending out a letter or creating an ad or, you know, knocking on a door or calling somebody and saying something. And that evergreen is something that you do today that will be around a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, it'll be around forever, essentially, mm -hmm. you know, potentially. And if you, the more evergreen things you create, then five, 10 years from now, there's a ton of them. And when you're saying create content, like, so what, what Carrot does, and even what you did with your other businesses, you're saying like, like with that content, it's figuring out an answer to a question, just putting it on a website or putting it on a blog or putting it somewhere where if somebody Googles, like, how do I sell my house before foreclosure? Yep. They're going to find you guys and then go through that way. 
Dude, 100%. Kind of anything that the thing that I like to do first, Aaron, is I like to pull back and go, number one, who, who is my ideal client, right? Like, who is that? Number two, I'll go to Google and like, you can just use free tools for this, but I'll go to Google and start to type in what my ideal client would probably type into Google if, they're, if they were searching for uh, an answer to their problem. And then you'll, you'll see the suggested searches that pop up there. And that's a really good indication of Google saying, hey, enough people search this thing every month uh, that I'm going to show it to you as a suggestion. And that's what we start to create content based off of. So there's a lot of things. It could be like your, gen, your, gen, your general high level, sell my house fast, insert whatever city you're in, or, or you know, cash home buyers, insert any city. Or if you're an agent, a North Umqua River Homes for sale. You know, we're, we're able to execute certain things with really well put together pages and content. They're beating Zillow and Google, and we can show examples, but beating Zillow and Google all day long for that stuff. Like the more niche you get the content, the more highly targeted it is, and also the easier it is to beat the big boys. But um, I, I think the big thing here is this, man, is, is this mindset shift that I'd love to see agents and investors make. And we've been talking about this for a few years where there, there's this fundamental shift that's happening right now in the real estate world. You know, there's, for years, there's been the traditional retail MLS side of it over here. Over here, you've got the wholesale side or the investor side. And they've all been like very separate for a long time. Now, not, not to say that there aren't people who do both, right? Uh, you, guys, you guys are an example where Kalina had been an agent for a long time and you're on the investor side. And I'm sure there was ways you guys collaborated with that. But in general, most of the retail side of the world and agents kind of poo-pooed the investors over here going, ah, what they're doing isn't ethical, like whatever it is, which it is ethical. Right, they didn't work together. For yeah, sure. they didn't work together at all. And then same thing with the, with the investor side. They're like, oh, I can't find any agents who are friendly to investors or I can't find any of them who know what they're talking about. And now neither one of them are correct. They just, they just didn't find, they weren't actively trying to find the right people, educate them how we can work together. And what, what we're finding, especially with the iBuyers, which as of right now, as of today, of course, all of, all of the four major iBuyers have stopped buying as of right now, they'll come back in. Like they'll come back in once things kind of get stabilized and stuff. But all four iBuyers came in and we were seeing Zillow launch iBuyer pages four years ago. Like we were seeing them go up online, then it would disappear and then it would go up and disappear. I'm like, yeah. all right, there's something, there's something like game on, there's something going to be happening here. And, um, and all the iBuyers came in and in 2019 stats show in some markets like, uh, like, uh, Raleigh Durham and things like that. Almost ten percent of all home purchases were done through iBuyers in Raleigh and a bunch of other markets. Uh, the year before that, it was half of that. And so we're going to keep on seeing iBuyers increase in how many how many homes that they're purchasing. Now, here's where I'm going with this man: is this, and this is why people need to shift, and and how they need to shift is you've got the, the retail side, the wholesale side, you've got iBuyers kind of trying to cut right in the middle going, hey, we're not really agents for sure. We're not really the traditional investors. We're kind of trying to bring, bring this mainstream, this whole direct buying thing mainstream. We're going to put a ton of money behind it. And so it is taking some purchases away from agents. It is taking some away from the traditional investor. But I, I look at the iBuyer thing as an amazing opportunity for investors uh, because even though you've been doing it for, for, for decades, way before iBuyer was a term, what I, what I see happening is kind of like what happened with Tesla. It's like no one wanted an electric car before Tesla came around. Came, came around. It's like no one wanted an electric car. Yeah. All of a sudden, Tesla did put together a great product. They made it mainstream by putting together something that was a really, really good product. Now everybody wants an electric car. The whole electric car industry rose with Tesla's growth because they made it mainstream. 
And I think the same thing is going to happen on the iBuyer side. They're piling a ton of money and making a direct selling mainstream, which I think is going to actually increase the market share of people looking to sell their home directly to an investor, to a local investor, to iBuyers, of course, which then requires agents to shift. So everything doesn't look into this nice little MLS box. And they're throwing away leads where people are, where the agents are saying, oh, they need repairs or they're not serious. They're not really, really serious to sell. Like, no, you just need to serve them up a solution over here that an investor or an iBuyer could serve. Investors, hey, stop looking at leads that come through and go, oh, they're not realistic. They want retail. And, you know, there's no, uh, don't throw those away. Come over here and pair up with an agent or become one yourself and actually serve that seller in a better way rather than throwing them to the wolves and saying, go figure it out yourselves. So agents and investors, you got to shift uh, in big ways and the way to do that is by standing out from the crowd with content, building authority. When, and especially right now, especially right now, while the big four iBuyers aren't there, there's a big yep. chance for agents to mold their business, mold their brand into an iBuyer type thing to go like, hey, if you, yeah, even if your house isn't show ready right now, let us help you sell it. Let us yep. help you sell it during this time. Like people still need to sell it. You know, if you don't have time, you can't put the painter in it because everybody is on quarantine. Like mm -hmm. here's, here's the ways to do it instead. The, and I like that right at the beginning of that, Trevor gave a great tip for whatever neighborhood you're in, whatever city you're in, wherever you are in the U.S., being able to type in like, what do you think someone is searching for when they need your service? They're searching for a real estate agent in Austin. They're searching sell my house. Whatever they're typing in there, see those suggested searches and then try to say like, okay, how do I get there with that? I know Carrot has some solutions, but those are those ideas of content. But let's, let's switch gears a bit and jump into kind of COVID statistics. One of the really yep. cool things that I saw um, that you had started placing online was you have all this data that comes in. And so mm -hmm. you got to look at and say, hey, as soon as they started announcing shelter in place in different cities, the number of leads and people looking to sell their houses, you would see like stuff drop. And then yep. people looking again, sort of going up and down. So the so tell us tell us a bit about that. Uh, yep. you know, just uh, what, you, what you've seen on the buyer side, the sell side statistics wise. Cool. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen, man. Is it going to let me? I think so. It should. Cool. I think so. Cool. We're, okay, I got it. In. Awesome. So <clears throat> what I did basically guys here is I've got a, hand, a few slides where I kind of ripped some of the data. Now, this is where the data comes from and none of it's doctored. It's just straight up screenshots. So I don't have to like navigate between all the different panes to try to find the data. But uh, this is over 10,000 websites in the real estate industry, a bunch of agent sites, a bunch of investor sites, but the vast majority are going after motivated house sellers. So sellers, there's a ton of buyers through this as well though. And so this is all, all 10,000 websites, all the data comes in. Where did the traffic come from? How long do they stay on websites? Where did they convert? Uh, what is the conversion rate? You know, what traffic sources are working the best? Like all that stuff. We can slice and dice it to say, you know, in Austin, Texas, what cell phone device converts the highest to a, a buyer lead? Like we, we can do all that kind of stuff because we've got such a huge swath of data. Um, so the stuff that's interesting for right now with COVID is this. So this is a screenshot from that pane that you just saw there. This is as of today, this morning, I took the shot. And so this right here shows sessions and sessions are essentially somebody who lands on a website on our system. And what's, this is pretty much every city in the country where there's any real, where there's any real uh, real estate market. And uh, this right here is when the shelter at, at, and in place or stay-at-home orders hit. And you can see immediately there was a little bit of a dip and then the next week a little bit more. And that lasted for a couple of weeks, right? Like right there, as soon as that hit, about a 10% dip in traffic is what we saw. Okay, that's between buyers and sellers. It was about equally split, split about 10% dip, dip in traffic. And what and are your... 
just and sorry to interrupt for a second. If you guys are just listening on the podcast, you'll be able to see these slides on the YouTube page. Jump over to the Real Estate Rockstars YouTube page, and you'll be able to see all this. But if you're you know, driving, if you're one of the few people driving in a car somewhere, listening or just listening to it, so Trevor's showing on his screen kind of sessions that are happening, and and it's like well, there's one day of the week where a lot of people are searching, and then it starts to go down again, and then it seems like it hits that same day of the week again, and everybody searches. What's that big day of the week that people are searching? Oh, for sure, man. So right right here, I'm zeroing in on the analytics now. That way you guys can kind of see. And we don't really show this data usually, guys. But what we did is when we started seeing this all, we're like, no, let's start pulling it out. Let's just show people what, what we've got. And so it's kind of interesting. This is really useful outside of COVID. This is just normal trends. If I were to push this back for six months, it'd be the same thing. So Monday, Monday and Tuesday are almost always the highest traffic pages on our clients' websites. Um, now you can see, still see that there's a ton of people uh, that are still hitting on Sundays, right? Like if, if I'm showing this as of uh, to anyone's just listening to this, on this day, we had 32,526 individual unique people landed on our websites that one day on Sunday, March 8th, right? But then we go up here to uh, March, tw- March 2nd, 48,474 people landed. So re- the reason I'm telling you this is, is the difference between 48,000 and 32,000 is a lot of numbers, but still 32,000 people, like most people are still hitting these pages on, on every day of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it goes down. And look at this, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. This is a weird blip. You can see how conversion rate went down, down there too. Someone threw a bunch of bad traffic that day. Same thing. Uh, that kind of threw the blip. It was weird, but then we get back on onto normal here Monday, Tuesday. So if you guys are doing marketing, like what does this tell us uh, outside of the COVID stuff anyway? If you're doing cold calling, if you're doing putting content online, all those types of things, uh, try to see if you can put it on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's when the most people on our servers or anywhere are showing that people are seeking out the stuff. Now, if you think of the psychology of it, Okay, you think the psychology of it, mainly for house sellers, house buyers are going to be searching at night, they're going to be searching on weekends too, like they're always going to be searching. But a motivated house seller, especially someone who is highly motivated, they want to get through their weekend and enjoy their weekend, right? Like if they have a financial issue, the last thing they want to do is use their weekend to be able to, uh, to, to research something to sell that thing. They just want to get away from that and escape for a bit. So then the real, the real world, world kicks back in on Monday and they're like, ah, oh, man, I really need to get this problem solved. And so then they're hitting the internet on your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They get close to Friday again. They check out, go into the weekend, bam, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're researching again. So That if- is great. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com and get your free gifts now. So jump back to your slide. So you had your your kind of COVID slide that I and sorry I had I just wanted no, you're to good, interrupt man. you to be able to visualize. It. So you had that blip that you talked about. Yep. The stay at home orders hit those first few weeks. People were still searching, and this is something we've been saying on the podcast every week that deals are still transacting, stuff is still happening. You just yep. have to up your game. But yep. the but what's interesting, it looks like it's dropping for the first few weeks, but now it's now it's not. 
that dude, it's back higher than it was. And so anyone that's just listening to this, yeah, it dropped for the first couple of weeks. If you think the psychology here of a buyer or seller, whether it's a highly motivated seller that an investor is going to be able to help, or it's a seller that's willing to put it on the market or a buyer retail, whatever it is, um, they're still searching. And so, yeah, the first couple of weeks is kind of that initial shock, right? It's like, what do we do? I don't know what we're supposed to do. Let's kind of figure out what, what this, what this is. But then two, two weeks in, I think people started to come out of that initial shock and they, they realize, oh, we still have this problem or we still want to do this thing. We still want to buy the house or we still need to sell this house or possibly their problem is getting even more acute now. Uh, if it's a motivated seller with a financial issue, they probably have an even worse financial issue now where they're really actively seeking out a solution for that. And, and as you see, the closer you get up into April and then uh, up into where we are right now in mid-April, uh, the searches are actually higher than they were at the start of March before all, the, all that stuff. Now, the thing that's the most, m- most interesting is the, the graph on, graphic on the right side of this. And also, I have, I have a couple more slides that are really cool too. So the graphic on the right side of this uh, shows an arrow, and I'll, I'll explain it for anyone who's listening to the audio part. It shows an arrow at the same time, like, hey, here's when the stay-at-home orders hit or the shelter in place. But what we saw was not just like a 10% drop in conversion rate. So that's conversions. People landed on a site versus the people that actually converted into an actual uh, opt-in lead. Okay, this doesn't include any phone call leads. This doesn't include the people who picked up the phone and called. It's only the web uh, form submits. And so we saw an immediate, ah, go back one. We saw an immediate drop of about 25% in conversion rate, like immediate. And those of you guys that are watching it, you can see for the next two to three weeks, it continued to kind of edge down a little bit and then down to a bottom about a week and a half ago. And then it got back up to a new level. And I, I, and I predict it's going to keep going up slowly until the stay-at-home orders lift. As soon as the stay-at-home orders lift, I feel that your conversion rate is going to pop back up. Now, why is it? Why did traffic dip by about 10% for a week or two? Now it's bigger than ever, but conversion dip by 25% and, it, and it's still down a little bit. Well, well, number one is most people are still submitting the forms. Okay. Once again, it's not a 90% drop. It's it's most people are still submitting the forms. Most people are still reaching out to you as an agent or you as an investor to solve their problem. But that twenty five percent saying submit forms, that's like you've got a website that says, Hey, I want to sell your house. And they're actually saying, Here's my name, here's my number, here's my address. Like they're giving you their info that says call yeah. me and make me an offer. It's it's like this right here. Like I'm showing on the screen. Here's one of our clients. He's an agent and investor. He does the hybrid model. He goes in there with every every client. Hey, I can buy it, I can list it, or I can fix it and list it. Um, and this is his site. He converts it really good. He modified his form. That's not our traditional form, but yeah, it's a, it's a property address, phone, email, that kind of thing. So it's a full on submit for sure. So more people are hitting the sites, slightly yep. less are converting and actually saying, make me an offer or call me. Yep. And, and here, here's the reason, and here's the opportunity here. And is this is the reason is some of those people are looking at it going, okay, I'm, I'm in a state where there's a shelter in place. I don't want someone in my house. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I want to submit this and, and or call and have someone come in my house because of Corona stuff, or I don't even know if I can sell right now, or you know what? I, I don't want to go through and look at houses right now. I'll, I'll sit and wait this out until it's all done. Okay. They, they don't want to k- kind of start that off. Now here's some cool things that we did as we immediately started taking action with our clients and testing things. We started testing, what if we update the websites to specifically say, and we did this like very early on, what if we update the websites to specifically combat that objection? So those people obviously have some sort of a holdback. They still have the problem. They still want to do the thing, but they're saying, I'm going to wait it out. 
So for a, a seller, let's say uh, for, a, for real estate agents, what type of content should you update the top of your site with and your Facebook ads and create videos for? You should do something like this. You should say, hey, uh, I'm you know, Trevor with ABC Realty. And this whole coronavirus thing in Roseburg is kind of crazy. Like we're all in it together and da, 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 da. But you may be thinking about selling or buying a home right now. And you might be going, hey, I'm going to wait it out until it's all over. Well, let me tell you why right now is the perfect time to list your home and don't wait. Well, I really predict at the end of this for there to be, to be a pop in demand but here's the deal. It takes some time to get your property ready, to get it listed, uh, to get all the marketing prepped for it. And we want to make sure that you don't miss that window of demand. We want to make sure that you're not waiting till it's all, till everything's all good again, that buyer demand comes back in, which is going to be there. And then, and then you're, you know, your weeks, your weeks too late in the real estate market, da, 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 whatever it's like, walk through something like that. Get people going right now into the listings and educate them why it's a safe thing. Hey, uh, if, if, if you're a house buyer, hey, y'all, um, you're probably asking, can you still sell your house right now during this COVID situation? Well, you can. We're still making uh, offers every single day. We're a local home buyer. Now, all four iBuyers pulled out of the market uh, because you know, they're, they're not local to the area and da, 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 da. We're local. We care about the, the community. We're going to continue to help serve sellers even during this COVID downturn. Now, how can we help you and keep you safe? Well, we have a new way that we're looking at house. We're either doing it through Facebook Live or you know whatever it is facebook messenger or doing zoom tours where you can actually pick up your phone give us a tour of the home we'll make you an offer and you know what we'll even wait we'll find a date that works for you after the state home order is lifted so you don't have to worry about moving out of the house right now so start to put out content like that in on your on your website uh show them that you're still making offers show them that you're still listing houses show them that you're still selling houses but how are you making it safe for them and now put those retargeting ads over on facebook so they're seeing you over there and continually pull them back over here and then i can give you guys some ideas of content you can put online i can even show examples of exactly what some people are doing to rank really high in google in a, such a short amount of time uh related to covid stuff in their area so you guys need to be putting content out right now. Content is the thing that's going to be helping you build that authority, building that trust during this time. So when those people that are holding back are ready, you're already preceded in their mind. They're going to work with you automatically because you've shown that you're the expert in it. You know, Rockstars, we've been talking to so many agents the last couple of weeks about this. And th that's the first time we've heard somebody come out with this pitch as what you're saying when you're calling. We've talked a lot about calling people, seeing if they're okay, you know, at, telling them, but also now getting to say, well, we do think there's going to be a heavy demand coming. Like, yes, we are going to come out of this. This will be, this will eventually end and everybody's going to get to come out. At that time, there's going to be a huge demand. Everybody wants to go get their haircut. Everybody wants to go you know, to their favorite restaurant and the yep. people that wanted to go buy a house, they're going to come out. So you can't wait till that day to get ready. That's, that's a great thing to tell them. Like take yep. this time now to get ready for when, so you'll be ready for that demand. And dude, on, on the buyer side too, like let's say the retail buyer side, uh, like here in Roseburg, the, the listings have dropped a good bit, but also uh, closed transactions have dropped a bit. We're rural Oregon. You know, we, we talked to people in Phoenix and stuff. Theirs hasn't dropped at all. Like they're still crushing it, it seems like. But here's, here's the deal. Uh, even if I'm a buyer and I'm an, and let's say I'm a real estate agent, I would say, Hey, Hey, Marsha, I know you've been looking uh, for homes or Hey person on, on my website. You might be wondering, is now a good time to buy a house in Roseburg? Well, here's a couple of reasons why I think you should actually be looking right now. Uh, there is slightly fewer buyers in the market right now actually going out there making offers because of the situation, which could mean a lower price for you possibly. And there's some of the sellers that are kind of worried about what's going to happen after this. And da, 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 da. You might actually have an opportunity to get a slightly better deal, a slightly better price right now if you're, if you're diving in while a lot of the other buyers are pulling back. And you know what? Uh, by doing it now too, you can actually capture some of those properties that maybe would have had more competition or will have more competition in six weeks. 
And so just do it, but, but do it in a way to where you're serving them, you're educating them and find a way to make it so they feel really safe about the whole process. And once again, even if they choose not to start it now, you are then going to be the one that served them so well during this time as a trusted voice that they're going to want to work with you. You know, they're going to want to work with you when it's all over. Um, so dude, here, here's the second slide. And, and, um, this one's kind of cool for a reason is those of you that are just listening to this, I'll kind of explain it, but those of you looking at it, it's a really, really cool picture, but, uh, it's a screenshot from our stats that essentially breaks down the, the stats up above a little bit further. Uh, but this is for a little bit longer period of time. I think this is for a whole quarter possibly, but basically it shows the, the number one traffic or the, the traffic sources, but also on the right side of it, you see these little blue bars that show the conversion rate. Now, here's one thing that's really important. Um, a lot of agents and investors really focus in on that hamster wheel marketing I was talking about before, you know, posting on social media 14 times a day, doing the coke, all that stuff works. I don't say not to do it. It works. Like we, we do some of it, but I don't want to be, I don't want to base my business off of that. Because you're going to end up getting burnt out. Uh, what happens if that method doesn't work? You don't have consistency and predictability. It's hard to build momentum off of, off of that. But the content side of things, putting things online really does build a lot of momentum. And also, it's the highest quality prospects. Like we always hear from our clients, investors, and agents, they, they convert the highest. It requires fewer leads to close into an actual prospect or, or client or deal. Uh, they're our highest margin deals. They're the most motivated. They're the, they're the easiest to work with. It's because they're actively going to Google and seeking out a solution. They find you. They find your content. They see a good, credible website that works well and mobile and converts well, and they opt in. So on organic search, uh, let's say compared to paid search or social, um, social media traffic currently in the past uh, quarter or so converts about 2%. And that's like any page, no matter how crappy the social media post was that they made, no matter if they send to a blog post, it doesn't even have an opt-in form on it. Like I'm talking high level, you know, not even just a squeeze pages here. So if you're sending to a squeeze page, it's going to convert obviously a lot higher, but on average 2%. Now paid search just below that 1.86%. Organic search y'all, 5.34%. Uh, so almost three times higher conversion on organic versus paid and social. Uh, you can get less traffic, less prospects, but convert more and actually make more money with less work uh, in the long term by putting content online that ranks well in Google. And this is where that consistency comes, man. Like you're, you're, you, you, can, you can close fewer deals and make the same amount of money or close the same amount of deals and make more money. Or you can get fewer, tra fewer, fewer eyeballs and close more, more leads. Uh, all around organic search is the, the spot most agents ignore and they're posting 8,000 know, posts on social media um, and they're just on the hamster wheel all of the time. Now, keep doing that stuff, y'all. Just don't build your business on that. And this yeah. right here is what people are looking for right now is content. That stat was really, I mean, that whole chart was super cool because it was saying like, of all the ways out there, everything works, right? Everything works yep. in different variations. You know, just emailing people, calling people, you know, Google ads, um, you know, the organic search. So all of them, when it talks to like bounce rate and it was like, well, you know, most of them are, there's like these higher times when they're reading. But if, even if you send an email to like your list of a thousand, it's saying, you know, 2%. Yep. So every, all these different versions, give it's right around 2% conversion. Some's one and a half, some's two and a half of people saying, yes, give me an offer or, Hey, list my house. And yep. you're, that is wild to see the organic search is the only thing that jumps way up. So it's yep. twice, you know, it's twice as likely if somebody finds you on Google, they are more than twice as likely to give you the next step than if they find you as a Google ad on mm. Google. Yep. Uh, that's, that's wild. 
We've got one more piece of data um, that, that I want to show you guys because it's really interesting. Um, so th this one isn't it, but organic search took the same dip. It's going back up, but I want to show you guys paid search really quick. Uh, where'd it go? Did I get that one out of here? Ah, I might've got rid of the paid search one. Well, the paid search one, I'll essentially just, I'll, I'll talk it through with you. The paid search one, uh, we put out a blog today, just carrot.com forward slash blog, where um, essentially we saw paid search do nothing but increase. It, it, it didn't decrease, like leads through paid search didn't have a bump down, it just has gone up the whole time. But uh, looking at the data of the traffic that we control, so we run the traffic for a good number of big investors and some agents as well. And in some markets, we saw our click costs go down. In some markets, we saw our click costs go up. But uh, most every market, we saw the conversion rate go down like we already saw. So when you couple even like a slight click cost decrease with a conversion rate decrease of 25%, your leads are still costing you more money, right? It's like your pay-per-click leads are costing you in general more money right now if you didn't make any modifications to your site than it did a month ago, except for the, with this cohort. So we took the ideas I talked about before and we said, what if we update the homepage of the site? What if we update it to have a COVID banner there that specifically says, hey, here's how we're serving you right now. Hey, go look at this piece of content, this video that we recorded, how we're still serving you and da, 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 da. Those ones actually, their lead costs went way down and their leads doubled on, on five different clients, four or five different clients in the same time period versus uh, January to February. And so if you're, if you're adjusting your content, adjusting your message, building authority, trust, and credibility right now in your ads, in your videos, on your homepage of your website, we're finding that is increasing conversion uh, while everyone else is just sitting there saying, I'll, I'll wait this out and, and hopefully my, my click costs will go back down later. You guys get content out there. It's making a difference right now. That, and it's such a good point to get, get content out there that's even just relating to what's happening. Every advertisement you see on TV right now is a COVID related advertisement. Like yep. the, the big companies aren't out there waiting, but every single thing that you see on TV now, it's like they somehow have gone and gotten all these new things published and created. Every ad out there is focusing on what's going on in COVID. And mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, it, it's a great point that if somebody goes and hits your website and it's not something you're talking about, it has totally changed our podcast the last month, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've interviewed and did a couple normal recordings after the stay at home order you know, uh, started. And it just, it became impossible to ask the same old questions, Yep. right? Like it, like every day is like everyone's favorite episodes we do are like our news shows where we do the state of the market. Like here's what's happening. Here's the actual stuff We had our most listens. And now it's like every day is like a state of the market. It's getting talked to agents yep. in different places and saying, no, you have to, you have to adjust your message to what's going on now with the phone mm -hmm. call with the everything. And I, and I love some of those ideas you said today. So the, what has carrot done to, you know, I guess you talked about some of those pivots and shifts. So when this started to happen, agents, a lot of our agents listening out there right now are, some of them are nervous. Some of them are cutting down on their expenses. They are deciding to not invest in websites right now or in ads or things like that. Mm -hmm. how, what would you say to them? Did you get a lot of that the first couple of weeks? And how did you as Carrot respond? Yeah, dude, it's, it's interesting because like I said, what, what we teach people to do is exactly what we do. So even though we're, we're not a, an agency like a real estate brokerage and we're not a real estate uh, house flip or anything like that, uh, exactly the way that we've grown our business, one of the fast growing companies in, in America is exactly the way that we teach our clients because it's just, it's general marketing that works in any, any market for high, for a high service, high margin service business. And so kind of similar to that graph, like the, the first couple of weeks, we, we saw a decrease of about 10 to 15%. 
of our incoming customers. Uh, I, th- I think it was similar to those people that are going like tapping the brakes, going, I, I just kind of wait and want to wait and see what, and see what's going on here. See how it all shakes out. Um, which, which I totally get that, especially if you're a brand new agent or brand new investor and like, I got to trim these expenses. I'm not ready to do it yet. Let me wait a few weeks. But the, the biggest mistake that any uh, entrepreneur, any business right now can make is by cutting marketing. Like that's the biggest mistake any of them can make. Because right now, if, if you guys kind of picture, if you guys kind of picture um, how, how amazing race car drivers win races, right? Uh, that it's not the best dri- it's not the best race cars, the fastest race cars that win races. It's the fastest driver that wins the race. And what I mean by that is, uh, uh, there was a movie that came out it was a Ferrari, uh, Ferrari versus Ford, and oh, kinda, I so think, it, dude, I think it, I think that might have been where I got that darn quote. But um, so the fastest drivers, they 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 see the turn up ahead, right? And they see it ahead. They're they're planning. They're going okay. They break they break earlier in the turn than the slower drivers. The slower drivers go into the turn at quicker speed, and they got to break harder. Okay, but the the fast drivers break earlier, and then they accelerate out of the turn way faster. Like they're accelerating earlier out of the turn, and they get acceleration out of the turn way faster. The slower drivers come into the turn harder. Uh, they don't see it coming. They break harder, and then they have to hit the gas, and they're coming out of the turn way slower, and they end up being way behind the driver. So the analogy here for businesses is is if you're uh, still pumping the brakes if you if you came into that that curve and hit the brakes really hard because you weren't prepared and now you're kind of feathering the gas pedal and you're starting to push it forward your competition who's already you're they're already coming out of the corner they're they're already hitting it like they're going to get ahead of the market they're going to get ahead of you unless you start to do the same thing and so don't have the weighted out mindset don't pull back your marketing budget okay don't don't do any of that stuff even if your conversion rate's lower right now awesome. I'm able to get in front of more eyeballs. Like on Facebook ads, dude, my Facebook ad cost is like cut in half right now. And so even though conversion rates are a little lower than normal, we're able to get way more eyeballs at a way cheaper cost, get people exposed to our brand, get them in our retargeting sequences, deliver more of this content. We turned all of our COVID related videos into ads now. Um, And we're in our our most successful clients are doing the same thing. Uh, I've got an ad I could even show you right now where one of our clients, uh, Robert Grand, that guy I showed you before, I'll, I'll share this really quick because this is a really actionable thing that people can do. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk it through for anyone just listening to it. So this right here, Robert Grand, he's up in Eugene and we have a good number of other customers who have done this and followed our guidance. We said, dude, start to record videos out there on the field uh, talking about the big changes, the iBuyers that stopped buying, talk about buying and selling during COVID, talk about all those different things and start posting them on Facebook get them up on YouTube and then post them on your carrot site under our video post feature, which yanks all the words out of the video and makes it a full written content for you with the video at the top that Google loves. And so now he's got this one video that went to YouTube, Facebook, and uh, his carrot site, which is going to help get it on Google. And then he takes his, plays it. Okay. He's got a couple hundred views almost on there. Then you make it an ad. Very low cost right now. You can get that, that video ad for just penny, penny views right now. I'm talking like on some of our views, man, uh, on some of our stuff, we were able to get full full playthroughs. People watching the entire video for like under one cent a playthrough. Under yeah. one cent, a full video playthrough of a three-minute video. I'm just going like, this is crazy right now. And so, guys, create the content, get it in all the different spots, and then put a little bit of a budget behind it. You know, uh, a $30 budget over the course of a week or two, uh, five bucks a day is going is to work, work wonders with Facebook's uh, low ad cost right now. And just get that in front of people. Uh, the next thing people can do if you're an agent, uh, here's, um, here's a client out of uh, Santa Cruz, Shamika Fox. 
And so she's going in, she's like, dude, she's doubling down on content. So I'm going to, I'm going to verbalize it for anyone listening to this. For those of you watching it, you get a little bit of a treat. So she's a really, really successful agent in Santa Cruz. And what she did was she's like, I'm going to hit the gas pedal early. Now, I don't know how this is working for her, but I can't imagine that this is not building trust and Right. She's publishing articles every day right now. So it's like new content every day about what's going on. New content. It's, it's Santa Cruz shelter in place 2020 day 12. And the way that she's doing it is how do you do it? So it's simple. Like content should be simple. And the way that she's doing it, is she's following our, our training and she goes, cool. I'm going to record a three to five minute video. The average person speaks 120 to 160 words a minute. Google wants to see content that's somewhere between five and 800 words in Google to, to be able to you know, ha- have a chance to rank well in Google for something. Um, so a three minute video is about a 500 word article. A six minute video is about an 800 word article, right? So somewhere between three and six minutes. And then she uploads it to YouTube with a title based on what we talked about before, something that her prospects might be searching in. And then you slap it into video posts, which our system just takes the whole YouTube video, yanks all the words out, emails you two hours later and says, Hey, your blog post is done. And that's what this is. So the videos at the top, she put in some pictures and stuff. And then the rest of it's just the words. And so your software uh, grabs the words out of there? Yeah, our software grabs all the words out of the video and makes a full written article for you with the video at the top and just says, hey, it's done. And for those of you that are seeing this, that's how she's doing all these. They're all short videos. Uh, this is five minutes and 43 seconds. It's with her cell phone. She's uploading to YouTube, then our system. We yank all the words. She kind of made them prettier. Now, here, here's what I want to show you guys and why this is cool. Uh, so one of the ones that she started doing, one of the series she started doing, this works really great for agents, especially, especially since Facebook ads are really cheap right now. Step one, get a darn Facebook retargeting pixel on your website. Okay, so you can build an audience for all the traffic that lands there. But then one of the things that she started to do, she started to interview local businesses. And so this right here, interview with Adam Brower of EKM Metering. Now that one doesn't look like it's all that fancy right now, but here's the deal. If I were to go through and Google this guy's name, Adam Brower, EKM Metering, what you'll find is she is ranking number one in Google for his company name right now, other than his LinkedIn profile and his ad. So right here, Adam yeah. Brower, EKM Metering, you've got his own ad at the top for his own website. You've got his LinkedIn and then it's her website. And so if you guys go out there and start interviewing these local businesses that need help, that need exposure, uh, and then start to publish their name and then the company name on there, put them in a video post type fee- format. She's doing it on Zoom. They're sub 10 minute videos and she's starting to get traffic and starting to get in front of eyeballs in Santa Cruz that she never would have been able to before. So now she can build traffic forever. Anytime in the future, somebody wants to know about that guy's business, they're they're also going to hit her site on, Hey, here's an agent over there. Those are some great, great things. I mean, the, uh, you know, we're almost out of time for, for, you know, I was glad you were able to give me so much time today. But the, there was so much good info that Trevor just gave us today. One, with the, one of the great first points he made was there are more people that are interested in selling their house now that are actively searching, saying, hey, I want to sell my house now. More people doing that today than the day before the COVID outbreak craziness started. So that means yep. more people are interested. Now, now, so that's a huge opportunity out there. People are listening. People are learning. You know, being able to reach out to some of those people and say, hey, you might not be ready yet, but I'm your person for when you are. And hey, mm-hmm. why don't we get started now? Because when all of a sudden everybody comes back, we're going to need to be ready. You know, yep. One of the things we've been talking about on the podcast too is buyers out there want to be buying too right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're stuck in their houses. Like there people are complaining more about the houses they're living in than they ever have before because yeah, they're stuck there. Point. So you've got people wanting to sell because of financial stress. 
You've got people wanting to move up into something else because it's for the first time they've thought, wow, this house isn't big enough. It isn't what we need or any of those negativities have amplified and then being able to get in front of them. Like I was shocked to see those stats when you were like, hey, we had a dip, but now more people are searching than ever. And then also those quick tips and, you know, and, and Trevor is a data guy. So as he explains it, you know, there's a lot, there's some, uh, it may sound like there's a lot of steps, but there's really not right? He said, create the Facebook page. You guys have it. You know, on your website, add a Facebook pixel. That takes five or 10 minutes. You guys have it. And what that means now is anybody that comes to your website, you'll be able to send ads to them. Look Mm -hmm. at Facebook ads now because they're cheaper than they've ever been because people are not doing them. So it's a great time to get out there and start going through there. And then just that idea of using a software like what Trevor's built to record the YouTube video. And now that YouTube video also becomes a blog post. That one that you just showed of her like interviewing local business, any one of you guys right now, we're telling you like call the people in your network and say, how can I help? Calling other local businesses and saying, how can we help creating a series out of that? And you will be the agent, the authority that said, hey, when times are tough, I went out and tried to help all the restaurants reopen. And, yep. the, and you're that person. Trevor, anything we forgot to talk about, anything to add? And then just in closing, like, I mean, people find you at Carrot. Where else can they find you? What, what should they be looking for? Man, yeah, uh, kind of one of my passions is, is my podcast, so just Carrots Cast. Uh, we've got an entire COVID series once a week. I'm putting out uh, a new episode that's specifically on COVID. And uh, I talk about literally specific scripting on what to say in your videos, exactly what marketing to launch, mindset shifts right now, uh, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. But dude, I, I, think, I think at the end of the day, and, and this is what I want agents and investors to get out of this though, is, is number one. Uh, we were already seeing some sort of, uh, you know, uh, signs for slowdown and we were 12 years into a bull market, right? So I yeah. think the coronavirus stuff is potentially just kind of kicking that, that up a little bit. And of course, all markets are different. Um, but what it's doing right now is it's highlighting the need for becoming a local authority because as the market gets more and more competitive with the iBuyers and with more wholesalers and more agents out there than ever because we're at that, that top of that market, uh, what happens is it gets harder and harder for you to crack through. It gets harder for you to, 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 to really um, win in those markets. And if you really think about it, how do you crack through? Well, you don't do it just by offering the same thing everyone else has. Hey, I can list a house, I can show you, and here's my commission, and here's my pretty face. Like, that's great for people that you know, but what about the people that you don't know yet? You need to build authority. The only way to wade through this really well and to stand out is by building authority. Now, the only way to build authority is with content. There's no other way. There's no other way to build authority other than content. It could be something like you and I are doing. It could be a one-on-one meeting at a coffee shop with a person. Um, But the problem with that is it's one-to-one. I can only build authority without one person, right? I'm an expert. The only difference between an expert and an authority is an authority is an expert. The people know is an expert. And so do as much as you can right now, guys and gals, to shift your mindset around long-term evergreen marketing, stuff like we showed you that's going to be up for months, years down the road. And then you're stacking bricks, you know, just like Aaron's got back behind him. I've got back behind me stack bricks. This wall right here is like 150 years old, right? Uh, This, this, this thing lasts. Okay. Stack bricks with, with content pieces. And then look at that hamster wheel and go, I know it works. I know hopping on the hamster wheel is going to work. It's going to give me quick feedback. But I also know if I build my business on that, it's going to wear me down. And I'm going to look back in a year, two, three years going, man, I've got this unconsistent, uh, you know, non-momentum building business model. 
do hamster wheel in the short term to get it working, stack bricks of content that ranks well. And I promise you, you guys are going to get more freedom, more flexibility out of your business. It's so awesome, man. And yeah, Trevor's, Trevor's podcast is great. You record like the, the truck talks, is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. You did add like a yep. series of like 10 or 15 truck talks of like how to amplify your business. The, uh, I had everybody on my team listen to those. The, we, we thought that was some great content you had been putting out. You, know, and cool. find, you can find Trevor on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. You go to our podcast website, Hybin Digital, you'll be able to see uh, Trevor's interview there on our YouTube page. I'll see if I can get some links to some of these diagrams and stuff. Maybe we'll put those on the Hybin Digital page. Maybe there'll be a special link in there for you guys to go check out Carrot. Go find him online. To, like you said, Trevor, Trevor Mock, M-A-U-C-H, or all over the place. So thanks for coming to join me today. Awesome. Hopefully everybody out there you know, really enjoyed that data. Dude, I, I, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, just guys, keep on tapping in the real estate rock stars because uh, you guys, Aaron, you guys are an amazing source of positivity. And that's what we need right now. You know, that's, that's what we all need. I mean, I've got the darn t-shirt that says positivity. So yeah. we believe in it. But uh, you guys keep tapping in real estate rock stars. Uh, follow everything that they say. It's an amazing community over there. So thanks, Aaron, for letting me uh, join you guys for a little bit. All right. Right on. Everybody, we will talk to you later. Thank you. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.